Gaming on the Frontier. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast where everything hits the fan, you do your best, and it's not enough, and you got to pick up the pieces. I'll go get the wet wipes. Oh, heavens, what shall we do, dog? I can't, I can't do the, uh, the, 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 whatever, the scaredy dog. Uh, oh, courage? Yeah. Courage. Courage, courage, courage the, dog. the scaredy dog, you know, and, and oh. the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eustace. Yeah. All Eustace. right. Oh, yep. Eustace. Talk, talk, about, talk about somebody who is living in a world of her own uh, own imagination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't see any of the terrible things that Courage just faces every single day. All righty then. Welcome, folks, to Gaming on the Frontier. Tonight, we are going to do Post-Apocalyptic Bureau 13. Now, when I hear that, I'm thinking... Okay, and you know I use the term Omega level event, where where you got to get the top bureau agents, and often they're the ones with the advanced tech and maybe superpowers and high level artifacts, and they basically have to out themselves in order to stop whatever it is that's going on. It could be alien invasion, supernatural invasion, extremely high tech gone awry, and even though they out themselves, Earth still pays the price, and society as we know it is shattered fill in Mad Max, whatever type of, you know, post-apocalyptic story you want. This is how it is now. Well, does and- the Bureau have to out itself? Because if, you know, suddenly, you know, someone decides to press the red button and just launch nukes everywhere, I don't see how the Bureau, is the Bureau well, yeah, prepared okay. to stop that? I think, yeah. I think yeah. it would, because the Bureau's number one priority is to defend America, right? And everything else kind of defend the Earth after that, defend humanity after that, and, and stuff like that, so... Yeah, to, I figure maintain the continuity of the United States. Right. So I imagine they've got now. Mm, fair. They, I imagine they've got to have some contingency plan for for World War Three for a oh, nuclear I'm war. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But they, yeah, and, whether and, they have to out themselves or not in that case, I don't know. I imagine. Oh, I'm just saying that's what comes to mind with me. That yeah. it's something well, so. Duh, to me too. Like yeah. I imagine any apocalyptic event, the bureau is going to take big action because they'll yeah. like if we're talking about asteroid coming in just stray asteroid about to hit the earth or you know demon invasion or i mean i imagine most apocalyptic scenarios that could occur in the bureau 13 universe would probably require the bureau to out itself but i can see a few instances where maybe they could get get by secretly yeah okay. all right well let's let's just like mention some of them you, know, you mentioned a, a couple like asteroid but um the uh uh what you know, where's where are the where are the big ones on the hit parade when people think about you know uh, an apocalypse that, uh, that you know that's happening to the Earth that the Bureau would have to deal with or the after effects thereof. Well, as I said, if it were the Bureau specifically for me, it's going to be something of a broad supernatural nature. Redundancy, redundant. Alien invasion, extra-dimensional invasion, usually demonic or what have you. Mm-hmm. Judgment Day would be another one where angels and demons are fighting. You know, kind of like um, well, supernatural, but also the GURPS game in Nominee, where mm-hmm. just that fight 
comes out into the open. Rapture. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, usually it's going to be something that broad and that overt, something that falls under the Bureau's aegis. Right. Well, yeah. in, in the um, Outpost Game supplement, uh, Stalking the Steel City, there was an adventure called the Overby Incident, where this guy essentially opens up a ginormous portal over the town of Pittsburgh and just, you know, everything just kind of rains through from a, another evil dimension. And uh, his, his intention is to destroy uh, America and then, you know, uh, and, and humanity and everything else. Because he's dying. He's just going to take everybody with him. So that there was there was that, which is along the lines you're talking about ginormous portal bringing in, you know, stuff. OK, uh, there's also like natural disasters where. You know, there's a gigantic, you know, rip, rift crack in the in the planet, and then you know, most of the country and most of the world gets basically hit with giant tsunamis. So, you know, that would be a big knockdown, but it wouldn't necessarily, uh, I think, trigger like the bureau having to out itself, uh, unless, of course, you know, it was it was done by supernatural things. Right. Um, I'm not sure anything could stop that, other than if it was caused by something that you know, that's the adventure you stopping it before it happens. If it doesn't, then you've got to deal with the after effects. Uh, and you mentioned asteroid. Um, there's also, uh, you know, in which uh, you know, can also be, um, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, a, a, I forget what it's called, but essentially the uh, uh, Earth is irradiated to the point where basically it just fries everything. Well, there's the gamma ray burst, which I, yeah. I thought, I'd actually thought about that, but then I went second guess myself and said, well, no, that moves at the speed of light. So the moment we find out about it is the moment it's hitting us. But then I thought yeah. again, well, but this is the Bureau. They probably have early warning systems. Uh-huh. But even if you found it out, do, you, uh, you, do they have something in place to protect the entire earth for something like that happening? And so. in my head, I see the Bureau is definitely working on something if they don't already have something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But it, it depends on what level of power you basically give your bureau in your campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you just basically see them as a because the part the what we see is we see the agents going around and basically handling things that are kind of street level, sometimes a little more strategic, but rarely, as Travis would say, Omega level. And so, yeah. you know, who's actually ready to deal with that? You know, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and let's say it might take something like you know, calling upon, you know, the forces, the supernatural forces that you've been keeping under wraps all this time to protect the Earth, in which case, yeah, the Bureau's kind of outed, or at least the supernatural is outed, you know, in a way that, you know, and, and uh, which could be very bad for the supernatural. Uh, but we're really talking about, you know, when you say post-apocalyptic, we're talking about where the apocalypse was successful. Yeah. So, you know, it's not one of these that gets saved by the the, the, the uh, skin of their teeth. And then, you know, now, you know, the Bureau has to deal with the fact that it's been outed and the supernatural and everybody's reacts to the fact that their next door is a neighbor is a vampire and everything <laughs> else you know that goes along with that. Uh, so, yeah. So there's that. Uh, um, you know, of course, zombies, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's. Uh, I, I I will I will always say that the only zombies that make sense are the um, uh, are the supernatural zombies because anything else would probably be caught and and resolved by the various you know I, I mean after going through a pandemic and see how hard people tried not to actually solve this problem yeah. uh, you know but I'm just saying is if zombies were literally like going across the landscape you know they, they, there would be some carpet bombing and stuff like that going on and and they would, I think they'd probably be able to re, re, 
restrain them. I and, still and find them. I still find it funny that the CDC, which basically is in Bruce's quote unquote backyard, it actually is. yeah came up with a zombie plan. You know, oh, in case this happens, you know, the CDC. Mm-hmm. Now, it either proves that the people down there at the Center for Disease Control have a sense of humor, or it's disinformation and really something is going on. We don't know. I just find it funny that they did it in the first place. It's the same as, as, because the Army has also developed, like, anti-zombie plans. And this is a common thing. It's it's wargaming. It's it's... It's part educational for themselves to keep keep in practice for developing plans. And why not make a plan for something completely but fictional? Here's that the way thing. everyone involved knows that it's not a real plan. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, it's the Army. It's the CDC. These are legitimate organizations dealing with real-world problems on certain levels. You know, the CDC, pandemics and diseases, are armed forces, you know, protecting our country. The fact that they're coming up with, okay... We're going to make up plans to do tactics, but based on a totally fictional thing, something that right. we, yeah, I'm just like, come on now. Yeah, you know? it, like, it forces you to think out the box. You can't go back uh, to history. Well, it's yeah. emergency preparedness. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were capitalizing on the popularity of yeah. the walking dead that was filming down here. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it was all done. The truth of the matter is, is really preparation for major flooding. That's what yeah. they're actually protecting you against. If you follow the rules and you just replace zombies with flood, you know, it actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I, I think there was also plans for alien invasion and and stuff like that. They, it, this is not an uncommon thing. They are constantly doing plans for fantastical uh, situations just to keep in practice, so to speak. And it's and funny. Keep people I, fresh. I, I, I now work with a man who retired from 20 years in the army. I will now be asking him tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Jamar, do you guys, you guys have anything for alien invasion? And and don't lie to me because we already know the CDC did something for zombies. Come on, spit it out, buddy. You know. So. <laughs> I think I think you could. They have an official plan, and then and who knows what unofficial real plan there is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, right. the government doing something secret? What kind of stupid idea? Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. the, the thing that's the most dangerous is something that, that masquerades as something else. So, you know, like a super flu that, you know, does actually changes people and does bad things to them, you know, or kills them. You know, uh, that's, you know, we've already seen that that can, you know, uh, if it's mm. easily, if it's airborne and easily transmitted like that, then yeah. it, in the United States could easily, you know, anywhere in the world could easily take out an entire country. Simple it's simple to do. Uh, yeah. 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 Have a good no, night. it's like hearing recently that North Korea now is starting to get cases and just I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. North Korea. And yeah, just I'm I'm hearing this on the radio and I was just like, oh, boy, here we go. Yep. OK, so, yeah. Um, so as, as we said, there's many different vectors that apocalypse that an apocalypse can happen. And so the world has changed, whatever. And, and for the purpose of Bureau 13, 99% of the time, it's going to be something fantastical, alien, extra-dimensional, and society as we know it is shot. Infrastructure is destroyed, worldwide communications is gone, massive amounts of death, uh, depending on what it is, possible mutation, possible other, you know, what's the term I'm looking for here? Humanity may speciate, such as, you know, Gamma World, where you have pure strain humans and then mutants and 
you know, where humanity starts evolving differently and mutating and having different abilities, powers, features, what transforming happens. as a result of, the, of whatever yeah. happens. And you yeah. get your, you get your, uh, you know, ripped in your, you know, gnolls and your, and your uh, ogres and people like that suddenly showing up. Yeah, kind of like kind of like what Perky Goth and I did with Maze World, where creatures came back and they were considered fantastic. So there's like a nation of dwarves, elves out in the forest. What, right. What's our what's our famous one? Orcs invading London. You know. Um, so yeah. So the bureau now has to deal with this. They have to use the advanced technology that they have in order to try to help piece together back society into something relatively functioning and you know keep people from dying from the after effects from whatever because let's say you have an apocalyptic event things happen and then you have all the after effects like yeah okay let's say the big bomb goes off the flash whatever you want to call it and yeah you have that initial event then you have secondary damage like radiation nuclear fallout nuclear winter so you got to deal with okay now that the temperature has dropped over this continent and the fallout is going to spread via the jet stream and the Gulf Stream to other continents, you have to deal with lack of food production, lower temperatures, um, you know, the things from a sudden winter. And so you've got to deal with all those secondary effects and people dying from that. Heck, I remember, and well, I think all three of us would remember, uh, oh God, this is probably 20, 30 years ago now. Uh, a volcano in the Philippines, Mount Pinatubo, and it erupted and it caused a lot of ash. And we had a cooler than normal summer because all the ash got up into the Gulf Stream and came over to the U.S. And we ended up, you know, having a very much cooler summer. It was probably like 15 degrees cooler than normal. Something, same thing happened after Krakatoa exploded. Yeah, yeah. But if you're having this on like a massive scale, that's where the term nuclear winter comes from. Mm -hmm. The fallout blocks the sun. And things like, okay, you have cooler than normal seasons and winters become really bad. Summers aren't as fruitful and you, so you have a lack of fruit production and it's a snowball effect part, you know, there is a pun intended. Indeed. So yeah, the Bureau is going to have to deal with all that secondary damage from whatever it is that happens that ends society as we know it. Yeah. Are, are, are they, or are they going to draw a line like they did? Well, they didn't draw a line, but essentially what they did in, um, uh, Damnation Alley, where after all the bombs fell and things like that, you had the nation of Boston and you had the nation of Southern California. And everything in between was Damnation Alley. Mm. Because that's where all the bomb, most of the bombs fell. And, you know, it's... Uh, that's uh, a big swath where all you got left is Southern California and Boston. Right. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, you know, or basically the equivalent of the Commonwealth as it is in Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was, and, you know, and, and the whole story of Damnation Alley is, is that there's a plague that happened in uh, Southern California uh, and somehow it managed to make its way over to Boston. Everyone's dying there, but they have a serum back in Southern California. So our hero, Hell Tanner, has to make it across the the United States to bring the serum to uh, to Boston, and uh, that's that's the whole deal. You know, that's the that's the whole point of the story. Those of you who have watched the uh, uh, the movie version with George Pappard, I'm sorry, it just isn't the story. <laughs> wow. and that is basically mostly whole cloth. <laughs> it's uh, 
they just you know kind of like took the it's like they do with most of the most of Stephen King's stories back before he basically wrest control back is like says we're we are paying you for the title you know and the names of your characters and after that you know you're laughing all the way to the bank and Stephen King said fine I'll I'll cash that check so mm, yeah. yeah so anyways but I always thought it was funny because the main character Hell Tanner in that is essentially Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. If you love that character, it's like you'd love Hell Tanner. He's exactly the same. You know? Ah, so except he has both eyes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. right. So, so that just means Snake Tanner with better depth perception. Got it. Indeed. Um, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yeah, um, there are instances already of. Bureau 13 acting in a post-apocalyptic world, and that would be the modules Rogue 417 and Invasion US. Both of them were done by Richard DeHulga way back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're both fringe-worthy adventures, but they do both mention the Bureau. Now, they're basically little blurbs, but it is you could play the Bureau on those Earths the apocalypse has happened in one way or another. Either a bioengineered virus escapes and spreads across the planet, as, as for Rogue Fort 17, or invasion from the Soviet Union of the United States. Remember the time that this was made, folks. And, you know, yeah, it would, it, it, it's, yeah, there, and, and, and we love Rich dearly. We miss him dearly, but we're looking and we just kind of look at, at Invasion US and just, and I think it's funny because he even mentioned something. And let me bring up the PDF here real quick. Well, I think about. Very first uh, page of the PDF mentions. Yeah, and, I, and I'm quoting here from the, the second page here, the inside cover. After nearly 20 years, the world has changed. Russia is no longer the evil empire. And, and I'm, I'm reading this directly, so I don't, I don't want to... Actually. You know, yeah. The evil empire shifted to China, and you only need to make minor changes to use this module. The Russians are now our friends, depending on which way the wind is blowing. <laughs> and the remains of the Chinese government is rattling sabers and growing desperate to achieve. And it cuts off there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, the, the module is a little dated, but still you get the point. And back on, where was that? Page four, heading Bureau 13. Well, the clip, Bureau 13 is an underground force fighting for freedom and still trying to dispose of the evil supernatural that has followed from Europe to an occupied America. Yeah, so the Bureau is there. Now, America is invaded and the Bureau is there. Yeah. Um, trying to look here where... Ah, and on page 10 of Rogue Force 17. Bureau 13 agents are immunized survivors of the governmental collapse still hunting the supernatural. With few realizing, they are providing disaster aid and are a formidable force to be reckoned with. Some who know of their existence consider a Bureau agent a fantastic technological prize to be exploited. These secret agents are still in many communities disguised as normal survivors. So yes, there are instances of post-apocalyptic Bureau 13 already in TriTac canon. So right. this is so not, in, yeah. in yeah. Richard's view, yeah. uh, the Bureau doesn't basically become like, you know, a, 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 an extra army for the United States. It, does, it doesn't operate strategically. It continues to operate tactically uh, wherever they think they can do the most good. Um, it, they still kind of follow their mandate, which is to police the supernatural and uh, let the existing mundane government continue to handle the the big the bigger questions uh about the, the unlike you know uh, how we have you know m over the next as you put it 30 years you know we basically said that the bureau is certainly going to try to 
maintain you know the ongoing if you if you take as your goal to keep the United States going you know no matter what then you've got to think more strategically and you've got to have some means of 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 dealing with that so we've added a lot to it in that sense so you know the way I think the way the bureau is presented now especially in the D20 edition and things like that it's much more um strategic it's much more capable of being strategic you know than it was back in Richard's day. Yeah. Is in Richard's original creation. Well, yeah, and we're not belittling it. We would never, I mean. No, no. Yeah, it's just times have changed, things have changed, mindsets have changed. And yeah, so the, the game has had to evolve. And, yeah. you know, and, and the big, evolution. And the big, I'm sorry. Uh, the biggest reason is because when Richard did those modules, Okay, which are supposed to be contemporary to the time in which you know they were published. Yeah. All right. You know, he says the bureau had just come out of the massacre of '77. Yes. As a matter of fact, it was there was nothing. You know, there wasn't really hardly any bureau at all. These were mostly just agents that were either had fled or were undercover and things like that. So there was no real bureau operating. Since that point, now 30, 40, 50 years later, you know, the Bureau has rebuilt itself to a force to be reckoned with yes. as far as the supernatural is concerned. So it's we're not in the same place. You know, it, it's 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 a big difference. And I think it's really important for the players to understand that the Bureau of the 1980s was not anything like the Bureau of the near future. Oh, no, no. The Bureau back when Rogue Force 17 and Invasion US were made, they were, they were climbing, they were still in the, okay, how can I, the rebirthing pangs? They were still trying to rebuild from the massacre of 77. We've already said what caused that. And yeah, so, a few scattered agents in, in offices scattered about the, the US. Yeah, the whole shadow works thing. And I still find it funny that, sorry about that. I still find it funny that, that Bruce and I both came up with the shadow works separately damn near the same idea and we just when we talked about it, it was like yeah we came up, oh my god and saving the holy crap Bruce. well <laughs> it was jp withers who came, the 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 author who came up with the idea and 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 it was weird though because i had come up with my own similar idea yeah and just yeah the, the idea of parallel evolution and just mm -hmm. yeah it's in Rich, we told Rich about it, and you know he, he and I know Jeff DeRef will give me crap for doing this. He embraces inner Miles Lane and said, "I'll allow it." You know, so. Well, he agreed. He just simply agreed with me that that yes, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rich when left I it told very nebulous, it. but yeah, Rich always left it nebulous, and then just accepted. You know, because he trusted me, Bruce, and John, and Blix back in the day in the early days of the podcast, calling us the TriTech Brain Trust, which I was like, "Thank you, sir." You know. Just, so, yeah, um, they were very lean and mean back in the day, still trying to climb out of everything that the Shadow Works did. Now, if you're bringing, okay, these worlds are here, I mean, you could still run those worlds where, yeah, it's still in that early 1980s and the Bureau's been spending the past five years trying to rebuild into some type of force and these agents that are there are just okay I've got what I got you know my cache of supplies that I've secreted away yeah and I'm gonna help out and I have you know a, a small group of you know like-minded agents and we watch each other's back yeah we have no nothing to fall back on but we have our little cache of high-tech and maybe magic items and we're going to 
try to, you know, help these people out. Or you could do it where this happens, you know, you could speed it forward and let's say, well, because let's see, what year was Rogue Seven Four Seventeen? And let me get back to that there, real well, quick. I'm pretty sure it was meant to be contemporary, so not. Yeah, so I mean, you could sit there and do the whole. Oh no, it's uh at 2010, 2012. Oh really? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Well, January 2010 on on that particular Earth is when a lab accident in Iraq releases RNA N four seventeen into the air. The release is not reported by lab workers. Yeah. So uh, do you know that that Richard released later editions of yeah. those, and they play and they moved the timeline. Yeah. Well, that yeah. That this is the copy that I have here. Is this right. one where apparently right. it's been pushed forward? I suspect forward. that that that's one of the later editions, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm just saying is that things are you know, but the the resources are going to be different. You know, the things that are available are going to be different. We don't live in the same world as the people in the 1980s by a long yeah. shot. Yeah. But yeah. So. Internet, two, what's that? Yeah, by 2010, <laughs> oh no, by 2010, the Bureau was up and running and they got lean and mean and whatever high command of Bureau went so far deep underground, you know, they forgot what daylight is. I mean, they're just, you know, and we have it where you're getting all of your assignments by mysterious means like, oh, on your shower, your 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 miscovered shower mirror, you get a message like somebody wrote it in a finger to go to this place and investigate it, you know, Yeah. or it, it doesn't show up on calls. your fax machine anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you can have where you're going to have a lot more better tech and resources and the Bureau, of course, we know that they would have had some type of, um, like, like how the DARPA net existed. What for some of our younger listeners, the DARPA net was basically the internet before it was the internet colleges, universities, and the military and government, came up with, okay, we're going to use resources to try in case something bad does happen where we have an apocalypse. Universities, colleges, the military, the government have a secret means of communication via computers in order to help maintain things after something really bad happens. The it Bureau would have something It wasn't that, like that. that secret. It, it was just a, a mean, they were just, uh, it was a means of them communicating with each yeah. other where, you know, where, where they were working on military contracts. Yeah. And basically yeah. <laughs> the DARP, DARPANET evolved into what we know today as the internet. Right. It just, and, and I found out that there are times where I've mentioned the DARPANET and it's like, people, what's that? I'm like, okay. Mm. Um, History lesson with Trav. DARPANET, yeah. There There were a number of names yeah. depending upon who was who was involved with the funding yeah okay so yeah um but the bureau would have something like that and like by 2010 they would have their own form of communication where if normal means were to go down they could still keep in contact with each other and it's the oh god i keep forgetting the term with you always have bars, Bruce. What did you call it? Well, okay. Uh, uh, if you're talking about the phones, uh, yeah. they they used they used uh, you know s spooky uh, connections. You know, the, basically the idea of of uh, you know uh, items uh, uh, co atoms coexisting and being able to transfer information across them. It's, yeah, it's the whole you know um, uh, quantum thing. Okay? Yeah, Quant uh, quantum quantum entanglement. Thank yeah, you. Quantum entanglement. Uh, there's another term also which has to do with uh, uh, a squid device, which is super quantum interference device. Squid. Okay. Okay. And uh, that's another one. Uh, that's what I that's what I use in, in Fringeworthy in Bureau 13. We just call it spooky 
<laughs> so we have a spooky connection. That's why it works, you know, which is why in in the modern day, the, even, even when the internet goes down as it would in an apocalypse, the Bureau still, all their phones still work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and and if their phones still work, that means their internet still works. Yep. Well, because mm -hmm. we have, and this is something I found out a couple years ago at my old job, where you have the internet where you can access via your laptop or your desktop, but also you have the internet that's through phones and Alexa, and it is literally called the Internet of Things, or the I of T. The Bureau would have that as well, where, you know, because we have our Bureau smartphones and the apps that have the curling detectors and all that. So all that would, they would have their own internet of things as well. I'm not sure they would have had it back in 2010, but well, I don't know. Maybe they would have considering it's the Bureau. There are a couple the of The Bureau was always somewhat advanced. And yeah. of course they're being fed technology via the fringe. Yeah. Uh, the fringe yeah. word. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When you're getting technology 30 years in the future and you first discover them in 1983 and it's 2013 there, Oh, no, you're going to get the good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the Bureau acting from what I'm getting between Invasion U.S. and Rogue 417. Yeah, the Bureau is going to be acting, but they're still going to try to keep up their secret mandate. They're going to be there going, OK, we're going to help out. We're not going to explain why we can do the things we do. It's just these people are they're not going to question people who survived. And we will just use air quotes here. The event, <laughs> fill in whatever event it was that shut down society. The Bureau agents are going to be helping out whatever little enclave of people are left in this area. And they're they're not going to sit there and question how it is. They're just going to be like, oh, thank you. And accept the aid gratefully because it's aid, whatever it is that the Bureau's doing. Yeah, it's very rare but when you're fighting day to day by survival, you're not going to think, okay, how was it that we got that medicine? Yeah, how was it that we got those supplies? Yeah, they had it. We're just grateful we got it. Yeah, they're not going to sit. You're when you're dealing with. Am I going to wake up tomorrow morning, or is something going to sit there and attack me at night? You're not going to sit there and nitpick. Your main thing is, am I going to wake up in the morning? You know, from like whatever after effect of the the event. So yeah, nine times out of ten, they're just going to be happy to have these people who just happen to have the right stuff at the right time, and they're just going to okay, we have it, we can survive another day or another week. So um, yeah, I don't think the bureau just with how their mandate is and especially how they've had it drilled into them post-massacre. Secrecy is the ultimate thing. And they're not going to, I don't think, I mean, you can run this campaign if you want. It, you know, it's your game, people. But I'm not going to see that, okay, the Bureau is going to step in and they're going to take over control of, you know, what's left of America in order to try to get it back. And yes, and uh, oh, we're part of the Justice Department. Yeah, no, no, no. They're still going to be behind the scenes. Maybe, maybe the power behind the throne, but a beneficial form. They're not going to sit there and just, I, I don't see the Bureau declaring martial law anywhere to try to maintain um, any semblance of order after the event. Right. I, well, just, just, just the me. The Bureau yeah. never had a mandate to follow laws anyways. You know, they just simply had their their cascading, you know, uh, list of list of, of ethics Right. Yeah. They. Oh so. no. They. Oh no. The bureau would be. I would consider the bureau to be neutral good. They will break laws and bypass laws to perpetuate a greater good. Basically, Batman. You know, it's like he'll break and enter and beat the crap out of somebody, but he's preventing preventing a murder or a mass murder or an explosion. You know, or, or a chemical leak or something. Yeah, he'll break a few laws. He'll slap around some goons and break and enter to get evidence. The Bureau's the same way. I would consider the Bureau neutral good. If you use the old D&D &D 
tried and true nine alignment system. So yeah, the Bureau, they just have their own ethics. The Bureau, I'm sure that any, any of you that run Bureau games, oh yeah, yeah, no, we've had our guys break in or phase through a wall or teleport inside. Technically, you're entering a place without, that that's breaking and entering. Just you're not bypassing the you're bypassing the door in a unique way. Um, well, usually the, the the entities that the bureau is do, dealing with they're not trying to make a case for trial. Yeah, well, and, and it's funny because um, yeah, it, it it's funny because there is a law firm, and I believe Senesac is one of them. I forget the name, the full name, but something Senesac and Brian and. Um, Oh God, I'm blanking. Basically, yeah, they would. There was like a night court that. Oh, these supernatural creatures have rights. They have right to be defended by the law in the U.S. So they would have this separate night court to actually try. Like, oh yeah, a vampire that you know, let's say, killed these people. Okay, we managed to capture him, and we got the magical binders, so he can't you know missed out of there. Yeah, we're bringing you up on charges of this, and you would actually have a trial at night in a court with judges who were part of the bureau and lawyers. Who pro- and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I could see that would be really, and I'm thinking of the old night court show and just, you know, Judge Stone and. Yeah, just, right. Well, yeah. I, I, I uh, this, this was a result of uh, a whole bunch of, of um, a, a, a message threads we had on the Yahoo uh, user groups for Bureau 13 and they were called test cases. And so I would p- pause it. Here's a, Here's a vampire who's, you know, uh, you know, uh, been brought in by the bureau to a to a court to do this, and, and you know, who's defending them, who's doing whatever, and we would argue back and forth about, you know, how we thought the case should go, and you know, uh, you know, because the vampire, of course, could, could claim I didn't kill somebody, I was feeding, you know, <laughs> it's I have a right to survive, you know, and, and I need human blood, and so it's I, I'm not committing murder, and uh, and back and forth, and we we did that for like. A, a, 20 or 30 at least test cases so i can see where this uh richard would pick up on this and and, and move with that yeah so, yeah well because yeah they were still sentient beings you had vampires you had werewolves you had all these people and they're like yeah we're sentient beings we have rights what you're just going to treat us like we're monsters and don't have minds of our own what yeah i can see where the evolution of all that came yeah so yeah okay and i'm gonna use the term from paula storm here from the captain's wife's lamp we're gonna steer the good ship add back into Ridland bay well uh, Jonathan, why why don't you tell us, you know, since we, we are in a post-apocalyptic situation, why don't you tell us what uh, Bangor, Maine can offer to the Bureau oh. during this this post-apocalyptic situation? Oh, wow, because, yeah, that is going to be their number one. I mean, it's already their effective headquarters. Yeah, it's, it's where time most people locked. operate out of. Yeah, it's it's. I forget. Okay, I remember. It, it, time progresses faster in there. No, they, there's uh, it's basically taking from uh, Nick Pilata's, uh novels. There's a there uh, there's a, a time corridor that basically is faster on one end and uh, and slower on the other, and you basically come into the middle. And oh, he so it, it goes an, both he ways. He calls it an arch, but I I called it a time corridor, and so therefore you could. You know, uh, and it, and if you wanted to say, look, you know, the, the apocalypse is happening. It's going to be 20 years before anybody can do anything because, you know, we have to wait for the radiation to die down. The Bureau agents that could get the bag or main could go into the time corridor. Go okay, into the slow port and just yeah, wait and it just out. Yeah, basically wait out a couple of hours and come out of there, and it's 20 years later. And depending on how much uh, 
space they have in there that that if the bureau i I have no doubt if there's enough space in there the bureau already has some plants uh seeds or 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 livestock that are infective stasis right now Mm -hmm. so yeah they do that they do that for like you know certain things they also they put monstrous criminals in there as well yeah so yeah yeah, i could yeah that so that's going to be your primary arc so to speak uh, so then the question will be, will, will the Bureau share that with the populace or, uh, yeah, I, the, the Bureau is always known for playing their cards close to their chest. They're it, what, what it, the line from the Avengers, their, their, their secrets have secrets. Yeah. I, the Bureau is not going to put everything out on the table. I don't see yeah, them they, putting everything out, but I could see them like, again, like once the, the fallout has, has fallen or, you know, the, the once things have let, stabilized let, 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 yeah or, or okay no no after the <clears throat> fecal matter has hit the oscillating <laughs> blade yeah and, and everything is stabilized then i could easily see the bureau slowly working out you know some plants that you know maybe are, are well suited to this new environs and and bringing a few agents out to to scout the lands to see if you know okay is there's is there anything still out here supernatural or otherwise well, yeah, they're going to want to realize, okay, uh, humanity has taken a hit. We'd like to keep what's left. And, okay, is there anything that normal governmental, et cetera, um, entities won't be able to handle? The Bureau will still keep its mandate going. If there's anything supernatural wandering around seeing, oh, humanity is now easy pickings. Their mighty cities have fallen and they are scattered. And, yes, we will, yes, we will feast on their souls. And the Bureau's like... No, you know the the bureau is going to be there like Graham Chapman from Monty, Monty Python, you know, with the Bobby. Stop that! Stop no, that! None of that! None of that! Yep. Oh, that's silly. Yeah, yeah. And so, no, the bureau, as I said, yeah, they're still going to keep their mandate because if anything, remember these bureau. Okay, most bureau agents are still human. They're mm. going to take that hit. Um psychologically that everybody we know and love and left behind 99 percent of them is destroyed we have one percent of humanity left yeah that's gonna I, i'm sorry i don't i don't care how much magic you've seen how much sigh how much high tech you still have just gone through an apocalyptic event yeah you're one of the survivors after the therapy for survivor guilt they're gonna go out and th- because they've been trained in bureau tactics protocol procedure that's the only thing they're going to have to cling to they're going to become more even more hardcore bureau agents just to keep a even mental footing mm-hmm. well especially if they didn't have to live through 20 years of, of of survival hell if they're coming out you know after it's settled down a little bit and they're still in the feckless you know i remember when you know you could go down to the you get a, a cup of coffee from starbucks you know and not oh i for the last 10 years i've been trying to make sure my children were not eaten on a daily basis yeah yeah, yeah. so that's going to be a big difference you know uh, i think they would keep the uh, a banger main uh, a secret oh yeah uh, uh especially if you use if you continue to use like say some of the ideas we talked about where you can get to bagger main from anywhere and also bag Bangor, Maine is, you know, you can get to anywhere from Bangor, Maine as long as, but it takes four hours regardless. So that means that, you know, if East Coast, West Coast, you can get to Bangor, Maine and, and, and get some of the resources you need. But it also means that if you've got resources, one group of people have resources, they need to get into another group, they can go 
spend the four hours getting to Bangor, Maine, hand it off, and then turn around and go back and spend another four hours getting to the other place. So now, instead of having to be held tanner and traveling across, you know, Damnation Alley, you literally are on the, on the suburbs of uh, Southern California, hopping into Bangor, Maine, hopping back out, and now you're in the suburbs heading into Boston. Yeah. And you, you, you miss all that stuff in between. Well, I'm sure that that would be really tactically important. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't want military people learning about that? Oh, oh no. God, no. No, no, no. Because, <laughs> you know. Oh, no, no. The thing, the fact that the Bureau is BSing the very government that created them. Yeah, I I always have fun with that. And I've, I've more often than not, I've had really inventive players in the Bureau, cam- Bureau campaigns I've run sitting there and just trying to BS military and scientists and all this. And they said, that, wait a minute, we're on the same side. What? We don't want the military to know. Think about the military and if they had this stuff, what they could potentially do. And so I got into argument, especially with Eric the Enabler, uh-huh. about, okay, Bureau 13 and how they could become their own entity and just basically with all their stuff, just take over everything. And just, oh no, we had long, dr- I mean... <clears throat> How can I put? They weren't <clears throat> urinating matches, but I, I think we could say we got a little heated. I mean, he was bringing in logic, and I was bringing in, you know, what I know of the bureau, and just there were some. It was getting close to some verbal knockdown dragouts about how the bureau could just be this entity which just takes over everything because they have the power to do so. And yeah. so, yeah. A good movie to watch for this, by the way, is uh, Blue Thunder, uh, because ah it, yes, it has oh, this, wow. you know, because they they're bringing in the super helicopter. And all these government guys are there, and it's all obviously military-backed, and they're constantly, like, you know, keeping stuff from other people and, you know, hiding stuff from from the inspectors or the observers and all the doublespeak that was going on. It was—it's beautiful to see how they operate amongst themselves, you know, much less amongst the people that are not part of the group. Well, yeah, yeah because you had to deal with, and I, and, and it's been ages since I've seen the movie and the series, which they have, which featuring a very young Dana Carvey. If you remember the series that came out after. Oh gosh. Yeah. Very young. Dana I kind of have faint memories of that. Yeah. Jaffo. Yes. He was named that for just another <clears throat> freling observer. Because mm-hmm. he was the guy operating the, he was the guy in the chair in the back of the helicopter. Yep. And you had all this incredible surveillance equipment on this helicopter. I mean, it had you know badass armaments, but also, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in the next county type. You know, just in for even for the 1980s when this came out, it was just. And now I'm gonna make. I'm gonna try to see if my roommate has this movie. Um, but you can but always yeah. watch it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, it was. So if you're having that type of surveillance equipment where you can do this and it's not publicly known, you have things like, okay, um, how did you gain this information that this person was talking? You don't want to, oh, well, we have this helicopter that can hear a pin drop in the next county and we heard this conversation. Yeah, that's stuff that's not exactly admissible in court. So, yeah, you got to deal with that. And just the fact that that technology is out there. What's the word I'm looking for here? Sort of an elitism, I guess would be the best term, where just it's like, yes, we have this technology, we're going to act on this information, and it's the old saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So yeah, just the Bureau getting into where, oh, we have all this technology and magic and all this, and we're going to, you know, just declare martial law to ensure human safety. 
that's always an issue with the Bureau. And it's basically up to this, this what did you call it, Bruce? Cascading code of ethics. Cascading code of ethics, yes. That That's the only thing that's keeping the Bureau, as far as I'm concerned, from just, okay, we now run things here. The right. government, well, yeah, it, it's cute. We're, yeah. we're taking over. No. That would only, but again, that would only work if you really, you know, went big scale on it. I, 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 and that assumes you have the personnel to do so, you know. Uh, and though I could definitely see them going to a small area where something's happening and basically you know, say, okay, we're declaring martial law. And I can see them taking over the area because they have the people to do that. You know, in in the small, they would be, they could use a lot more force than they normally would do. Yeah, lock down one town or or county. Yeah, yeah, like especially a town or uh, an area where an incident is going on. And, you know, no, we're not, you know, we're not going to, it's, it's, we're not going to take the time to try to get you to understand what's going on. You know, we are the law. <laughs> and just basically wow. take it yeah. over. Judge Dredd sl- 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 Oh yeah, no, I, I get what it is, but yeah, with the yeah. fascism for the good of all. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, no, it's that old phrase. We're from the government. We're here to help you run. Right. Yeah. Well, what? Okay, but what else would, would Bangor Maine? You know, what what else could Bangor Maine provide? Uh, 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 Jonathan, do you can you think of anything? Okay, so stuff? you've got the time dilation, right? Um, isn't that also the 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 archive of all the, I mean, the, the, the vault basically of all the, the magic that isn't actively being yeah. used. Oh, God. Pip, what was the term that we came up with? The reliquarium. Yes. yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, refer to our old episode with Amber Pip Rowe about where she came up with, like, and I've still got these, drawn, like, CGI maps of Bangor, Maine. She did a fantastic job. That was her premiere episode. Contact us and I can get it out in, like, the, the bureau group and everything. But yeah, no, they have a reliquarium where it's kind of like, and we're going to go here, Warehouse 13, Mm -hmm. where it's just, okay, all this stuff that under no circumstances can we have this stuff out in circulation. It has to be locked down. Yeah, the whole Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, that's over in the secondary room. No, this is the really bad stuff. That's where Bangerman keeps all of that. Or, or just the stuff that just shouldn't be out there because it's so weird and obviously supernatural. Uh, the things that come to mind were the stuff that was on that uh, USA uh, miniseries was the Lost Room. Oh, the Lost Room, yeah. Yeah, okay. with like you know, digital how did watches, that, how did, how digital did watches that like boil that, an egg. <laughs> how did something like that escape and not come under my scope? It was on USA, I think. Or yeah, you know, and, and I had, it was a series. This was like yeah. this was like what early two thousands maybe. I don't know. It was I, maybe I still late nineties. I don't see how that that something like that didn't come out under, you know, across well, we talked about it before, Travis. I think you just forgot. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, we're going to go there. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I understand. No, no, I, I understand. I forget okay. stuff. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but That's uh, why I have you guys. Oh, thanks. <laughs> remind you're, reli- me. you're relying on me. Oh boy. We're I'm relying trying. on the brain. <laughs> trust. The tri- you know, the bureau, you know, the, 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 uh, gaming the on the frontier versus- brain trust. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Gaming on the frontier brain trust now. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the, you know, there, and of course, you know, there was Warehouse 13, and there was also a bunch of lists that were on the uh, internet about you know this a secret the warehouse they called it, oh, and yeah. it was full of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so, and nowadays you could also look up the SCP Wiki. The SCP Foundation is. Oh, that I don't even want to talk about that. That's... That, that that place is. That that has seriously weird stuff in it. I mean, it does, but there's that it kind of started in a similar vein of just you know, the earlier ones especially 
or the more like a key that unlocks any door and, right. and, and stuff like that. The more just weird, the stuff that would seem to be yeah. like on, on Warehouse 13 or, or the Lost Room. Oh, they, okay. Then yeah, they did start they, going bigger and bigger and weirder and weirder. Well, yeah, because you it, it's a phallicized contest. We'll put it that way. And you all know what I'm talking about here. Somebody's going to write something. Somebody else is going to write, oh, I can, well, I can come up with something better. I can yeah. outweird that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can outweird that. And I remember the old phrase, the old, it was one of the early memes on Facebook. Don't try to outweird me. I find weirder things than you in my breakfast cereal. I use that at my old job extensively. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, SCP, and, and, and that is true, yeah. They're not cosmic level artifacts. I mean, they're artifacts because of what they can do. But it's not holding them will destroy the planet. They have to be, you know, buried in a deep, dark hole and we throw away the hole. But that key that can unlock anything, oh, no, that can be dangerous in anybody's hands. So, right. yeah, the uh, banger main would have that in the Royal Aquarium. Yeah, right. And there's a um, uh, there's a show called Lock and Key that's on Netflix and it basically talks about these kinds of items. They they actually made them out of um, uh, let's call them the souls of demons. And they can do all kinds of crazy things. Oh, what yeah. could possibly go wrong using a demon soul to power an artifact? Exactly. As I exactly. roll, you should be yeah. hearing my eyes rolling from here. Okay, Lock and Key, I have seen mm. that on Netflix, yes. Fr I have right. seen Friday yeah. the 13th TV show. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a bunch of, of, of shows that can be used as resources for this. Other kind of stuff, you, but that's not what this topic is about. It's just saying that some of that stuff would probably get, like, taken out. And oh, said, yeah. look, we need more. We need some more resources out there. You know, uh, we might need to like let some of these out. Uh, you know, on a short leash, out into the world again. It, you know, I, I think that I could I could make some pretty good cases for some of these things. Uh, but it would have to be so. You'd have to make a case for it. You wouldn't just say, okay, anybody wants to check something out, that's fine. <laughs> You're a bureau agent. We trust you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I need this particular egg timer that dings at you know five thousand decibels to take out these aliens that are only sensitive to sonic attacks uh, oh yeah go right ahead dude that's a messed up idea you <laughs> sob like i'm finger gunning like morty you sob i'm in yeah um yeah. but no um yeah oh if bureau agents okay we're gonna use this and i know that no we are not infringing on palladium books here bureau 13 after the bomb uh or again the event as i use air quotes here yeah doing that in an audio medium trap really good oh no you know they'd be picking from the reliquarium and all the resources of banger main right. i mean they would do so but they wouldn't want to do so to 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 show their hand right so they would be still picking and choosing it right. would take a lot of like personal ethics do i really want to bring out the artifact that absorbs radiation and you know has these other effects to give these people some farmland so they can grow some damn food do i really want to release that out of the vault yeah it absorbs yeah. the radiation making the soil you know usable again but it produces little demonic creatures like like the gremlins that now right. infest the area right and yeah. you know it's that what what do they call that risk benefit analysis type thing yeah no such thing as a free lunch and of course then the problem is tan staple yep. what happens yep. if you lose control over it well yeah the point is you would is the question the question is you're asking yourself is it worthwhile to do it anyways you know that's where mm, that's where mm -hmm. the real question comes into because if it's is the if you, cure worth the, the new disease you're bringing out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's 
there, you know, or, you know, because the Bureau, because it's been around a long time now, I think they're wise enough not to say, well, we'll just let our, our grandchildren worry about it. No, 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 because they've dealt with time travelers, so they know how at least a number of futures and how they've ended. Oh, what, what's well, the... Well, they also know human history. They also well, know yeah, American yeah, history. Yeah, We've yeah, yeah. Seen, we're right now in our own world right now paying the price for the sins of our grandfathers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everything having to do with you know, um, you know, with, with with racial relations right now is 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 all those chickens coming home to roost. Yeah. So, and it's and it's, it's basically you know we're going to be you know the we're, if you want to make our our place in history is going to be did we do something about it to make it better? Or if you know, nothing else, so. did we did we prevent making it worse for our children? Yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah. We're having a hard uh, enough time dealing with their stuff. Right. Don't make yeah. them deal with ours. Yeah, I see the Bureau engaging a lot, uh, besides the, the normal going and trying to stop the supernatural from, you know, raising it, it, its ugly head, not its, not its pretty happy head, you know, sylphs and, 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 and rainbow uh, uh, um, horses and unicorns and things like that. We're going to love all that stuff coming back, but the ugly head, you know, that's the thing that they're still going to continue to do. But I think they're going to be doing a lot of fetch quests also because, you know, the Bureau, uh, unless you want to hypothesize that, is, that tech services is just full of little nano maker machines that can make anything you want whenever you want it, and it doesn't, all it takes is carbon and a few basic materials to construct these things, they're going to need technology that exists. They're going to need to harvest, uh, salvage. You're still going to need that infrastructure to build all this stuff, yeah. You know, they're going to have to go to some, you know, uh, semiconductor plant, you know, somewhere and grab a whole bunch of circuit boards and bring it back to Bangor, Maine, so that Bangor, Maine can, you know, cobble them into something that the ages can use with their spooky connections. You know, I mean, there's there's stuff that's, you know, that is bad. I mean, you know, if you don't give that to Bangor, Maine, to the tech services, the ability to make anything, whatever they want to, then they're going to even the, you know, even if they're only taking care of their own agents, they're going to run out of uh, out of materials. You know, it's it's not going to be easy to get that material, and then you're going to be doing a lot of like to say those four hour, you know, there and four hour back fetch quests to get stuff just so that you know they can provide for the agents, you know, that are out in the field who need stuff. That stuff that you talked about, don't ask where it comes from, you know, here it is. You know, well, someone's got to make that stuff, probably. So you could certainly have lots of adventures along those lines. Those would be a little bit more mundane. Uh, if your players are good with that, that's fine. If they only want to do supernatural adventures, then that could be something that happens behind the scenes. Might explain why sometimes it takes a lot longer to get gear uh, and and the and their requisitions fulfilled after the 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 event that yeah. was before, you know, and there might be some new faces, um, you know, hanging around Bangor, Maine that you never saw before that, you know, kind of a scruffy, you know, uh, or, you know, you know, Indiana Jones types. <laughs> this, this make, uh, reminds me, have you guys seen, uh, I think Van Helsing, I think it's on Netflix. I have seen Van Helsing. Oh, the what? the Hugh Jackman movie. No. Oh, the movie. It's uh, a TV show. Yeah, there's a TV. Show. Oh no, 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 no! It's... Well, the whole thing, yeah, the Van Helsing that was supposed to be like the the Hugh Jackman movie was supposed to be 
okay, we're going to do two other movies and he's going <laughs> to do an animated series and just Van Helsing kind of went, yeah, so all that went by the yeah. wayside. And then they did no. this other one, which is completely unrelated. Yeah, okay, I, I have that to, I did not know. I, my wife has been watching it, um, and if I, I'm not even sure I'm correct on the name or anything, but the basic premise is you have a descendant of Van Helsing um, surviving basically post-apocalyptic America. She uh, Yellowstone goes up. The Yellowstone caldera oh, explodes. Oh, yeah. And oh, no, that's it darkens the skies, yeah. and that gives the vampires time to come out and just take over. Well, yeah. And so the the basic premise of the show is, you know, vampires taking over the world and the descendant of Van Helsing fighting them off and trying to, well, I don't know. I, I haven't watched much. I just catch bits and pieces when my wife watches it. But I, I, I thought the premise was kind of, ooh, that's, well, that's interesting. Oh, no, no. Any type of nuclear winner. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the fact nuclear winners where you barely see the sunlight technically vampires would have it would give clarity of meaning to the term field day yeah anything that that survives in the dark yeah no 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 and it's like oh no my next game is friday yeah i'm wrapping up that ftl campaign and just oh no i'm gonna sit there and just throw that out there and just listen to carrie and gina go shut up trap yeah yeah, no, that that's a frightening thought. Nuclear winter supporting vampires coming out. Oh, man, it scares me. Oh, there are parts of me clenching right now. I need more wine. Anyways. There's uh, a really good um, Outer Limits episode that's exactly ooh. about that. Ooh. Oh, okay. God, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time, The Outer Limits. I remember they redid that in, like, the 90s. Yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the later the later segments. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not the original, you know, back with the same, that was at the same time as um, the Twilight Zone. Actually, yeah. I want to say I heard that they were trying to do another run of that just recently, like the Oh, past The Outer year Limits or two. again? Oh, yeah. They can always re-ring re it back. It's yeah. Like, well, well, it's the just, thing, well yeah, yeah, we know that, um, okay, yeah, the Outer Limits, Twilight Zone, okay, back in the 60s, it was all black and white, you know, we control the audio, we can do the video, horizontal, yeah, the Twilight Zone, I think, came back as a movie, and then in the 90s, and then Jordan Peele, from Key and Peele, and the Oscar-winning director of Get Out, brought back the Twilight Zone again a few years ago on CBS to much acclaim. They're going to bring back yeah. the Outer Limits 2 again? I think it might have been in response. I, 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 that Again, it's I, I want to say I've heard that, but I, I could also just be thinking of the Twilight Zone remake, honestly. Yeah. Well, the but, new Outer, the, the, the most recent Outer Limits, I'm talking about, had like three seasons. So Yeah, yeah I think that was in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know when it was, but it was quite some time ago. And, and uh, I, I would put it past 2000 myself, but um, it's... I, I haven't heard of another one unless I'm just totally missing it. Again, I might have been confusing it with the, the latest Twilight Zone remake. Because I, I remember, I want to say in my head, I thought that Peel was involved with it. So that might have been what I was thinking of. I just got confused. All right. Well, anyways. Yeah. I was anyway. just saying is it, but, the, you know, there there is definitely an episode where this guy's in a bunker and uh, there are vampires outside <laughs> trying to get in. Oh, yeah. there is an outer limit. I am on IMDb here. There was the 1963 series, there was the 95 series, and there is one in development. Ah, there you and are. And that is oh, all okay. that they are saying. And IMDb tries to keep up, and yeah, it just means it'll be out when it's out. But there is a third hour limit series for I'm, those of you who like that type of stuff. I am not as scatterbrained as I thought. Oh, I am, but... Good job. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, this is Bruce Sheffer saying... 
There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.